0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Press Play Lifestyle Inspired Podcast, where we do interviews with interesting and inspiring people like my new friend here, Edward, to help our listeners, that's you, find the resources, tools, and support they need to be their best inspired selves. Hi, Edward. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Jackie. I am so honored to be here. I got to tell you, it was phenomenal when you asked me to be on your show. And I'm very, very excited to share with people and hope that something that I say is gonna inspire a little nugget of something for you to help grow your life. Because what's important is that we help each other with the things that go on in life. It's, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to give and help. And, and that's my game.
0: So one of the things that, thank you so much for the intro, and I'm I'm honored that you're on my show. I mean, how, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, one thing that really struck me when I was looking at uh, your information and looking into you a little bit was, I remember in my first job out of college, I had something called the Smiley Face Museum in my <laughs> cubicle, it was, remember the giggle men, those little like colored men that like just laugh if you push their hands
1: oh yeah
0: and so i had giggle men all around my office and like smiley <laughs> sunglasses before everyone likes smileys of course and then when they all right. like them but um i remember how much they made me feel good and then mm. my boss told me i had to take them all down because it was uh it was just <laughs> a distraction to make you know software developers smile right um and so i did and and I, it stuck with me. I'm still like kind of like, oh. Um, and when I learned about your smile and wave project and some of the other things you were doing, I was like, oh, it just warmed my heart to be back to. Well, <laughs> why not? Why not yeah. smile, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And laughing, oh my gosh. Laughing is so amazing. And, and I got to tell you, you know, a lot of people don't understand the power of laughter. Uh, laughter actually helped me to, to cure a cerebral hemorrhage.
0: So tell us a little bit about that, because that's quite a quite a statement there. How did that happen?
1: Well, you know, 2006, I know, I know that on your show, you like to say, you know, things that have happened in the past that kind of destroyed things, and then things that you brought back in to help re- rebuild. Yeah. And this is a story about that. Okay? okay, 2006, beautiful year, wonderful, things were going amazing, but I had brought in a person to help me manage my business so I could step away and become an inspirational speaker. Well, they kind of mismanaged my business (laughs) a lot. So I had to jump back in and start saving the business. So as I was saving it, getting it back in black, that was about five months later, I got a phone call from Korea from my son-in-law and he said, you know, my daughter was there with him and my son-in-law said, well, we were in an accident. And Liz is in critical condition in the hospital. Mm. So, yeah, it it was one of the worst phone calls I've ever gotten in my life. And so we found out that she was there. And my ex immediately, with one of my daughters, flew over there to Korea. Um, About a month later, I was still trying to rebuild the business. A month later, I flew out there. And two weeks after that, she passed away. Mm. So she spent 45 days in the hospital fighting for her life and then passed. Then four months after that, I had a cerebral hemorrhage. So this is nine months. I had three veins that burst in the back of my brain, filled my brain with blood. And they told my ex, call the family, he's dead tonight.
0: Oh gosh.
1: And yeah, it, it, it was nine months of absolute horror. But from absolute horror, can come the phoenix yeah. out of the fire rises the bird
0: yeah. you're still it's here
1: right okay. you're still here so about a year after all this happened my ex asked me a question <laughs> simple question what do you want for your birthday well when you ask somebody they think of things that they can get you know gifts that they can receive and stuff the only thing i could think of is i wanted people to smile wanted people to be happy for one day, to get along for one day. And I thought about it, and I knew there's no way. You can't get everybody to do it. I started thinking, and I went, wow, oh, you know what? But I can get as many people as I can in the day that I meet, that I communicate with, that I talk to, to smile and to wave. So I started a thing called Smile and Wave Day. That's nice. Now, do you see something that... It was hard for me to do because I had no smile at that time. I wasn't happy. I was in depression from everything that had happened, especially my daughter. So I had to find a way to smile myself to help other people to smile. Yeah. So I started faking it till I made it. I started watching everything that I could find that would make me laugh, everything that I could find, you know, watch, listen to, read. I couldn't read very much because my brain was scrambled, okay, but I would do everything possible to laugh, and I made myself a couple of promises. Number one, that I would share my smile with 10 million people in my lifetime, okay? Number two, that I would make at least six people a day laugh, which is kind of tough nowadays.
0: Yeah. I bet you're struggling a little bit right now. That's
1: a little bit challenging these days. So, you know, I kind of give myself slack on that, but those are some of the things that I started doing and this is how the smile and wave project got started. Um, It's just been a beautiful ride.
0: I love it. That's amazing. Like uh, really go from such a place. That's so dark. Yeah. So um, it sounds like, I talk a little bit about it on my, on some of my platforms. I talk about marinating your mind, right? What, what you put in there is what's in there and it it goes down from conscious to subconscious to, you know, even who you are as a person. And, um, I dare you to smile in the mirror for a while and not feel different.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And so I think that, um, Maybe more people could smile right now. It might not be a bad thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be a fantastic thing. I mean, can you imagine? And 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 the thing is, is that you can't go out and get hugs anymore, and like but you can smile and wave. Yeah. You can be six feet away from each other, smile and wave, say hi, how you doing? This is what I do. This is who I am. How can I help you?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is one of your favorite go-to things to um, really help you put a smile on your face?
1: To put a smile on my face? Well, the yeah. mirror work. The mirror work yeah. really works. Yeah. It's not one of my go-to things anymore, but you know what? I like watching movies that, that you know make you laugh. Um, I also love, my girlfriend and I, we go out and play Frisbee, okay? We go for walks, we go on bike rides, we do things like that, things that are interactive, that move our body, that move our energy. And those are some of the things, those are my go-to things to help me happier, be happier. You know, to smile, conversations with people. Podcasts.
0: Podcast. <laughs> I yeah. Podcasts. I joke you know, with, uh, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine earlier today, um, one of the people I coach, and I said, you know, it's, it seems odd to me, but some days, like, the highlight of my entire day is that I get to have a conversation on a podcast with someone I've never met before. Yeah. And it really does lift my spirit. I mean, maybe not all people would be like, oh my gosh, I'm a stranger, but it gives me energy on like some days where I could just sleep all day, but I'm like, no, I've got a 10 a.m. I've got to get up <laughs> and go and, you know, talk to people who, and maybe they haven't talked to someone in a while either. Yeah, and it's been a really, it's been great for me to have that option. Now I have littler kids. So I was going to say a big one for me is always to ask my kids a question I don't actually want the answer to. (laughs) Um, And so I have a daughter who's eight right now and she's on the autism spectrum. And I had uh, my favorite thing. I had lost a lot of weight and I put on makeup and I'm not really a makeup gal. So it was a big shock to her. Mm -hmm. And I asked her how I looked and I knew I was in trouble when she cocked her head sideways and really looked Uh at me. So she looked, and she was like, hmm, well, you look like a clown, and your butt's big in that dress. Oh, God. Yeah. So then I said to the house, because I have four children, I said, Max, who's my my old, my old son, who's 10 now. I'm like, how do I look? He's like, you're beautiful, Mommy. I'm like, that's why you're my favorite kid. So <laughs> that, that's how I smile. I, I ask my Zoe something that I don't want to know the answer to and see what comes out of it. And usually hilarious, hilarious. That
1: can be fun, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're in, if you're in a good, solid mindset for it, it's fun.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> if you're having a not particularly feeling great looking day, eh, maybe I mean, you should try something else. But
1: Yeah, turn to something else. That's, that's a definite, you know. But, you know, you talked about the mirror work, smiling into the mirror. That is a very powerful thing. And, and I love that you brought that up. Is there a little something I'd love to share about that, if that's okay?
0: Of course. Tell
1: okay. us. Like, when you get up in the morning, who, you know, just ask yourselves this question, if you're listening. Who's the first person you say hello to?
0: Okay? Mm-hmm.
1: Who's the first person? And then after that, who
0: you Huh? Who you do or who you should?
1: Well, either one. I mean, it's like, okay, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's, you know, you say hello to the dog or the cat or an aunt, an uncle, you know, grandmother, whatever it is. You say hello to them in the morning, right? So, okay, fine. You go out throughout your day and you say hello to a lot of different people. How many times have you said hello to yourself?
0: Me personally, a couple. But that's because I do mirror work. (laughs) <laughs> yes,
1: that's it. That's it. It's here's here's what I do. Well, I used to I used to do this a lot more. I, I really don't do it anymore, but this is one of the things that helped me to get out of my depression. Is I would go, I would get up and I would look in the mirror and I would say, Eddie, it is so good to see you, man. So <laughs> awesome to have you in my life. If you weren't my life, there would be no life. That is so beautiful. Thank you for being here go out there and get them. You're going to have a great day today. It's, you know, and you'd be surprised. You're going to feel really silly doing it when you first do it. You're going to feel, I guarantee you're going to feel, you get, Oh, this is dumb. Why am I doing this?
0: But even this silly is fun though, right? <laughs> it
1: is I'm so because silly. you end up laughing at yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's, there's other parts of mirror work that are really fantastic as well. I'd like to share another quick story. Um, when I was 27 years old, I was a drug addict. And, you know, cocaine and coelos were my, my drugs of choice. Woke up one morning, and I was brushing my teeth, and I actually saw myself for the first time in years. I saw myself. I looked in my own eyes, and I was like, who the heck are you? I did not recognize myself. I got very depressed, very quickly. And I looked down, I put my hands on the vanity. I looked down and then I just looked back up. I looked in my own eyes and I said, Eddie, do you wanna live or die? Because if you continue doing these drugs, you're gonna die. And do you know I stopped that day? That was it, I was done. I did it one more time 2 weeks later. Wound up on a on a back porch or front porch of, of somebody's house bawling my eyes out saying I can't believe that I did coke again. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it changed never, your life. What's that?
0: It changed your life. Changed my life.
1: You know, and the thing is is that anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. I'm not I'm not anybody that's any more special than anybody else or has more power than anybody else or anything. I'm just a regular guy.
0: Yeah. But you know what I are- wonder though, Edward, what do you, do you think?
1: Please call me Eddie.
0: Eddie. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, you seem more like an Eddie anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Edward is so formal, you know, I, formal. my parents gave it to me, but yeah. you know,
0: yeah. Uh, so Eddie, I wonder cause I, that is a powerful, very powerful situation. My, my mom, is an active addict still to this day, and she's gone through quite a few things on her own. But um, I've talked to her and we've all, lots of different, and I think the big difference in your case, lots of them, but is the person that has to want to change is you. Like you can't do it for, she has kids or she has has all these other things. Um, But if you don't love yourself, there's not really a reason to change. Right. No,
1: there's not. You don't
0: want to live. There's no reason not to die. Right. Right. Sounds like a weird thing to say. So I think that the mirror work is great for like everyday mindset change. But Mm -hmm. if you're really trying to change an addiction or of any kind, food, a food addiction, sex addiction, alcohol addiction, any of that, you have to love you. Yes, you do. Looking in the mirror and telling yourself that. Is gonna even feel more weird if you haven't done that in a long time and you don't know if you love yourself. Yep. Um, and if that's, if, if nothing else, I'd love everyone who hears this to commit to 30 days of just saying I love you in the mirror to yourself and-
1: Oh, see. absolutely. I agree 100%. I was one of those people that didn't love myself. You know, that's why I did the drugs, that's why I did the alcohol, I did those things. I did not love myself. I did not like being alone because I didn't want to be with me. Yeah. Yeah. So if I didn't have to spend time with me, then that was cool. And if I did drugs or drink, I didn't have to spend time with me. So, but these are some of the things that I got over as I began to learn how to change my mindsets. Okay. And how to adapt mindsets. Mindsets are huge in life because you pick up these mindsets as you go along in life and you just automatically pick them up, pick them up, picking them up. You see something, somebody says something to you, whatever it is, and all of a sudden you pick that up and make it one of your mindsets. And mm-hmm. you don't change it as, it as you grow. It develops into different things, but the core mindset is pretty much there. So
0: mm-hmm. if
1: you go back and you start looking at your core mindsets, and you don't really have to know why you have those, just that you have them. And you start asking yourself the question, how can I change or shift this mindset into something that serves me better, something that's better for me, something that is going to help not only me, but the people around me. Yeah, yeah. because when you start helping the people around you, things change.
0: (laughs) It is so powerful.
1: I know you know that because of what you do. Right here, you're helping to change people's
0: lives. I hope so. I think from, from my mess to my message was, you know, just being a very overwhelmed mom and working and all of that. And mm-hmm. this thing, I never want anyone else to ever feel that way again. Yeah. And it was powerful enough for me to change. Right. Um, was because I, I knew that I didn't want to be that way anymore. Uh, or it just wasn't good for me. And, and I love people and I wanted people to have a safe place to be around me. And it wasn't, I wasn't a very nice person coming from a, you know, feeling so overwhelmed and under-resourced. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what your thoughts are on this, Eddie. I recently kind of came across this, I don't even know where, but it was this really interesting conversation about um, your beliefs and, you know, how mindset beliefs and how um, beliefs are more powerful than facts but beliefs aren't always necessarily factual.
1: You're absolutely right.
0: And I thought, wow, that's pretty powerful. So what is your perspective on kind of this beliefs and truth and fact? Do you kind of have thoughts at all around those?
1: You know, the thing is, is that, yes, we do have our beliefs, and our beliefs are something that we created within ourselves. Now, people say that the mind is a very powerful tool, and it is. It is. But you wanna know a more powerful tool to me? And this is just my opinion. You don't have to believe it or anything like that, it's the heart. You start bringing things into your heart and you start feeling what things are and you see more of the real world. And you can find out what is a true belief and what is not. Because a belief is something that we pick up and develop as time goes on. And we look at things and, and Everything can show you that you're loved, you're cared for, you're this, you're that. But our belief is none of that exists. And I know that because I didn't think I was loved. I didn't think I was cared for. I didn't love myself much. That was a belief, but I was being shown every single day that, yes, you are loved. Yeah.
0: So I think we look for, we look for validation of the thing that we believe right? Yeah. just like the red car theory. If you want to buy a red car and you didn't think there were any and now all of a sudden you see a million red cars, right? Yeah. But if you've decided you're not lovable and for years of experiences or whatever that have built up over time, you look to and validate I, that. You, you look do. for times when you're not loved. And right. then that experience that you just had, right? Reinforces the experience, reinforces the experience.
1: Exactly. And it's not real. Yeah. That's the whole thing is, you know, the truth of the matter for me is that everybody on this planet earth is beautiful, wonderful people. There are people that are misled, misguided and don't quite know how to get out of that situation, but deep down in their core. Okay. They do love things. They do love certain people and things like that. Even if they spewing venom at the world, they're, is things that they love. So they're capable of love, but they just don't know how to express it, how to use it, or how to bring it to reality in their own world.
0: Yeah. I love that. Someone told me that my daughter has been through a lot of um, ABA therapy, which is applied behavior therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that kind of unfolded as a topic with those wonderful people that had supported her was that most behavior has, A positive intent Mm -hmm. and whether you understand it or not and it might not see be seen that way for others but behavior is what you do not why you do and so I always thought it was very interesting that a lot of our our behaviors are because of the stories we've told ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, and then we act in a way that we think is actually in our best interest and everyone else's but it doesn't always work out that way.
1: No, it doesn't. No. (laughs) And you know, the the beauty of it is, is what you were saying, it's a story that we believe. And you know what the great thing about stories is?
0: You can change them.
1: That's right. You know this stuff. Awesome. I love that. Um, So, yeah, you can change your story. You know, change the way that you believe that you saw it because you know what? You don't really know if that's the truth or not. It's just something that you told yourself at that time, and you continued to believe it, yeah. but there's always another angle that you can come from to change that negative story into a positive one and some people take positive stories and turn them into negative stories yeah so I, um
0: I remember some again someone had said to me that the I think it is a cool thought if this is true, decide it for yourself mm-hmm. but our brain doesn't really have a time zone, right? It doesn't know that you're 40. It doesn't know that you're three.
1: It just is.
0: It just had all those experiences come together at all those times. And a lot of times when we're doing things that seem like they don't make sense, it's because we're doing them from a three-year-old or from a five-year-old or for whatever that experience was, because then it would have served us to throw a tantrum, Right. right? At three, if you threw a big freaking tantrum, you got what you wanted. And mm-hmm. now the other eight things you did from the other eight ages you were didn't work. So the three-year-old's like, well, let's try tantruming. Let's see if that gets us what we need. And so a lot of times our behaviors are just, the poor behaviors are just choices that aren't serving us anymore. Right. Like, so you can choose a new way of being that, yeah. and your brain doesn't know any different anyway. It's like, oh, well, we're this way. We, we're this way now, okay. Like we're 40 year old this way now. Yep. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to both change your stories and, and even change the meaning of them mm-hmm. and hopes that it serves you in a way that's positive.
1: Yes. And, and I love the way that you said train, because you train your brain. Your brain does not train you, but if you do not make a decision on how to train your brain, your brain will automatically take over and do whatever it wants.
0: That's true. And I love that. I, I, I have a philosophy that I very, very strongly believe in, um, especially having a child with some unique um, talents, that anyone can learn anything if you just break it down into something that's small enough for them to do. Yes. And you do it over and over and over and over and over again.
1: <laughs> and you know you know, they, that saying that they have the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step? Yeah. Okay, It's true. And it really, really is true. If you don't take that first step, you're never going to get anywhere. And the step is a small thing. Okay? Now, I changed it to the journey of 2,000 miles starts with the first step. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell because, us about that. So that, that, that means something more than that small statement, though, doesn't it? Did, isn't there a story behind that one, Eddie? Yeah,
1: it's a little story. You know, um, you know the, the whole thing about wanting to spread the smile, to spread love, and things like that, and the cerebral hemorrhage. Well, back in 2011, um, I was doing the best that I could, but I still wasn't completely up to par. It took me nine years to rebuild my brain, okay? Um, And and really, we're, we're constantly rebuilding our brain, so I'm still rebuilding today. But I was at a place where I couldn't work very much, so I couldn't contribute to society that way, so I had to find different ways to contribute. So I wanted to, I had this idea, I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. and do a video that said, smile and wave America, we love you, just to get a message out to the people. So I walk out to my driveway one day, and my van is gone. And I'm like, where's my van? I thought maybe my roommate took it, but he was out of town. Anyway, I decided within 15 minutes, that you know what, I'm not going to be stopped. From doing this video in Washington, D.C. I'm going to start walking tomorrow morning. I told people they thought it was nuts. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Sometimes you do things that are absolutely nuts. And I ended up not only walking to Washington, D.C., but bypassing Washington, D.C. Once I got there, I just kept going. I went to New York. So I walked out to New York. And I didn't take US-1 straight into Washington, D.C. or New York. What I did was when I got to to Jacksonville, Florida, I was like I was going to go through Georgia and I was going to go straight up Georgia, US-1. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm a coastal man. So I flipped the right and I started my journey. I went to the Outer Banks, into Chesapeake, back out to Virginia Beach, out to Washington, D.C., then up to New York. And I just took a very roundabout, sometimes I even walk backwards, so now I'll walk back to walk forward again, um, to spread the smile. And in that, I also wanted to prove that people are inherently good. And boy, did I prove that beyond my dreams. I found out that, you know what, good is not good enough. They're fantastic, phenomenal, beautiful, outrageously wonderful people out there that are willing to give, that are willing to help, that are willing to support something that they can, you know, just take and believe in. And the smile was the thing for me.
0: Yeah. The the one thing that came up for me, was a quick story of mine on how people are good. Mm -hmm. I was only 19 and I was driving from, um, Wisconsin to Michigan, which is like a just about six, six to seven hour drive, depending on where you start and go. I broke down on the biggest freeway in Gary, Indiana.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Yeah, not ideal, not an ideal place for a young lady, but that, this was before the cell phone, so I'm aging myself a little. Um, and it, the car literally started on fire. Oh, Wow. I heard a pop and then a fireball burst out of the the hood of the car and I was in the fast lane all the way over. I was going 80 yeah. miles an hour. Don't tell my dad. And, um, <laughs> Next
1: time I made him, I will. Okay. I'm uh,
0: so I started, like, I was like, crud, like there's no electrical. So I pull into the fast lane mini, not really a lane. And wow. I'm like, what? the? I get out of the car because the car is on fire.
1: Oh yeah. Right. So I'm
0: trying to get away, but there's not really anywhere to go. And the man on the other side of the freeway going the other way in a tow truck, like laid on his brakes so hard, pulled over, went across four lanes in the freeway with a Uh. fire extinguisher, put my car out, and he's like, you're coming with me. I'm going to come back and get your car. And I'm like, I don't have any money. I have like $12. I have credit cards. I'm 19. He's like, no, you're coming with me. These right. not safe for you here. And to make the long story very shorter, um, he owned a filling station. They went and got my car, brought my car back. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with it for two days. The They had me living at their house, staying there to make sure I was safe. They kept calling my grandfather to keep tabs on what was going on it ended up being this tiny little part inside the car that was a fuse that blew, that started everything.
1: Wow! Off,
0: fixed it and sent me on my way.
1: That's awesome.
0: Who does That's,
1: that? Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, is that if we would just do things like that, I mean, nowadays with the pandemic and everything else, yeah. like so it's more difficult, but there are still things that we can do to help each other, to uplift other people. But it was beautiful that they slammed on their brakes. They stopped, they picked you up, they took you home. They took care of you, took care of the car, Zoom, off you went, not asking for anything.
0: I know. And I just, to this day, I was like, because I don't like to owe people. I don't like, I just want to, they don't want to take advantage. And I was like, I can't ever repay you. And they're like, Have you eaten? No. Well, now you're eating. Have you had coffee? No. And they just refused to let me, you know, not accept their yeah. that that love they were sharing mm-hmm. and it that just stuck with me i mean it's been a good 20 it's been over 20 years
1: yeah and things like that do stick with you they're beautiful stories yeah.
0: so, so i i smile and wave whenever i go through gary indiana <laughs> i do i'm like i don't even know where they are i don't know their names or anything i just yeah wave the whole time <laughs> I hope you Hopefully know you're I'm not there and you see me yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know um When I was doing that walk, one of the things that I did not mention was that I started with $200. I ended with $200. I was nine months on the road. I never knew where I was going to eat or where I was going to sleep. That's
0: amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I got to tell you, the power of the people and the way that they want to help is absolutely amazing now mm-hmm. out of 277 days okay not only having $200 in my pocket and coming back with $200 mm-hmm. okay how do you eat where do you sleep you don't have a plan as to where you are gonna sleep from day to day so how is it how many days do you think I spent sleeping under the stars in 277 days a lot <laughs> zero
0: Wow. And it's the same
1: with food. Zero times that I go hungry. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it was nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with the people that I met and the message that was there about the smile. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, if you go out and you help people, you help them to accomplish what they want to accomplish in their lives, guess what happens? And I know, you know, the answer to this.
0: Oh, you get what you need to. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I say
0: it's tuning into everyone's favorite radio station, which is WII FM. But people also forget that what's in it for me sometimes is being loved. So, Mm -hmm. so that might be where I'm coming from is that what I need is to be loved. And so people can be very generous with their time. Yes, they can. And their talents and their treasures and, and food and shelter, it sounds like, too.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that you accept what you're given. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, I don't know, you know, when, like, hotels were helping me out and things like that. And I had to stay at, like, I don't know if you know uh, Lowe's Hotels. I had to stay at a Lowe's Hotel. That's a five-star hotel. I had to stay at Marriott's. I had to stay at Hilton's. Things like that they just forced me to do it it' was a tough it's road'
0: terrible right yeah
1: terrible yeah i,
0: I got I got a couple of motel sixes I've stayed at as a young person that were not quite nearly as nice
1: With, you <laughs> know funny thing is I stayed at motel sixes and other places as well um and and there was one place that was in georgia that was there was a there was i think it was i i think it might have been a motel six, but they were going to put me up, but I thought they were like eleven miles away right and I was tired and I ran into this place and the owner's outside, the owner's wife is outside and she sees me walking with my cart. I had a cart that was 40 inches long, 20 inches wide, and at that time probably weighed about 120, 130 pounds and I tied it around my waist and I was walking with it, okay? And she said, where are you walking to? And I told her and she said, do you need a place to stay you look tired? And I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. (laughs) So she brought me in and gave me a room. And you know, the, the wall was broken out in the shower and there was plastic over it. And you know, it was, it was not the best room in the world. Okay. And then she gave me 75 cents to get a Coke. And then she told me the people next door will probably feed you, okay, super nice. And she thanked me for staying in her hotel because she said, giving you a place to stay will bless us. Mm. And it was beautiful. I went to the, I went to the restaurant next door, found out that the place that I was going to stay at was a brand new place. And it was only two miles down the road. Yeah. Okay. Brand new two miles down the road. And here you have a place. that's not so nice. And what do you
0: do? You take what you're given. Huh? You take what you're given.
1: Yes. You stay in the place that you can bring the most blessings to and they thought they were being blessed. If I would have gone back to them and said, Hey, listen, I got a brand new place two miles up the road to go. I'm going to go stay there. That would have been horrendous on my part and would have broken their hearts.
0: It would have. I am. I I talked to someone. I don't know why this came up for me, but, um one of the people that I know very well as an older man that's now retired, he's, he has Alzheimer's, but he used to have a favorite question. He'd ask every single person that he interviewed. And I'm going to ask you because I'm curious of how you respond. He said, do you believe that Jesus was homeless?
1: I don't know much about that. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm I, not a religious man. I think that the, There's a lot of great teachings in the Bible. And I think Jesus Christ was a very enlightened individual. Okay. Beyond that, I have no idea as to everything, but I can say this. He touched a lot of people. So I can imagine that there was a lot of places that he could call home. Yeah. I
0: should have probably asked, do you think um, in that long trip that you took from Florida to New York and back, Mm -hmm. Were you a homeless man? No.
1: No, wherever was I was, kind of my heart was, that was my home.
0: That was kind of the point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I asked my 10-year-old son, and he mm-hmm. said, well, I think that people would probably want me to say um, no, or people would probably want me to say yes or be logical. He said, but aren't you home wherever you are? And I thought, oh, man, he's only 10. He's already smarter than me.
1: <laughs> where'd you get this?
0: Yeah, you so that was more the point. I don't think it yeah. even has to be religious. It's more of a, if you're, if you're smiling and you're able to have a relationship with yourself, which you mm. now have, right? You've had this, all of these things happen to you, happen for you. Thank you. It allowed you to like you and you be in pretty good company.
1: You know, it's, it's always wonderful when you know that you're doing the right things and it's not about doing the right things when everybody's looking. It's about what do you do when nobody's looking? Absolutely. I mean, that's, it's a very, very important thing because that's, that shows your character that shows who you really are and you don't have to demonstrate that to the world. You demonstrate it to yourself because if you continue to do beautiful things and you do the right things when nobody's looking, it really cleanses you. It cleanses your heart. It cleanses your mind. And you know that you're on the path that you're supposed to be on. You're doing the right things.
0: I love that you said that. And I also think the other part is you never know who's watching. Um, I had this weird thing happen. Again, it's one of the ticks about me, but... I went to McDonald's and they had given me like a lot extra change, and I knew it was a lot extra because I only get, I only had so much money, and uh, one of my kids were in the car, and I was like, "Oh, hold on, I got to go back in," and they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, they gave me like ten dollars extra in change," and they're like, "So?" And then I was like, "Well, I guess I'm definitely glad this happened," um, but it wasn't my kids that it was so surprising. It was when I gave the money back to the restaurant they literally said that they'd been running that restaurant for years and no one had ever told them that they had overpaid. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Right. So it's, but I would have known and that was, I wasn't worried about them. Yeah. I knew my kids saw that and I just, I didn't want to live with that myself. So yeah, I say who you, who you are is what you're doing when you don't know anyone's looking.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And it's a wonderful story that you share. See how much you're helping other people here.
0: Mm, Thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is why we're on the show together.
0: That's great. I'm so excited that I got to meet you. And I love your um, smile and wave. And um, we didn't talk about it. but I want to at least grab a quick second to bring it up. You also isn't there a book that you have as well? Yeah. Yeah? Can you tell us a bit about the book?
1: Yeah, the book is actually about my walk, and it's it's stories about the people that I met along the way. Some of the things that I learned, I've got bullet points in there, of what I learned in different times. You know, um, I've got some quotes in there that are personal, my personal quotes. And one of them that I love is "Life is like a box of donuts" because everybody used to call me Eddie Gump.
0: Yeah, I was wondering.
1: So his mother, his mother said, "Life is uh, life is like a box of chocolates; you never know what you get." I say life is like a box of donuts. It's got a lot of holes in it, but it's really sweet.
0: Oh, I like it. That's beautiful. Speaking of which, my husband made donuts this morning, like homemade donuts and they were fantastic.
1: (laughs) So you can think about that.
0: That's nice. Um, So what's the name of the book, Eddie?
1: The book is 10 million smiles from Florida to New York.
0: Very literal.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's on Amazon. Cool. And I've gotten some great reviews on it. You know, I can't, I can't really say, uh, just in case, I don't know if you can see it, but that's
0: Yeah, that right nice. There. Oh, uh, I like the cover.
1: Yeah, that's the cover. And in the back here, um, you know, you can see me hey. part. That's the part that I drug in New York. Yeah. But I've gotten some great reviews on it. I, mean, I can't say because I wrote the book. I'm probably a little bit prejudiced about it, but it's wonderful the things that were said about it and how much it has helped. Other people when they've read it. Yeah. Um, one, one lady read it in the airport when she was on an eight-hour wait oh. because her, her flight delays and she said, you know, her testimony was that I could have been really upset and angry like everybody else but the only thing that I wanted to do was <laughs> learn how I could make this better and smile. Yeah. And it kept her calm, it kept her happy during a time of, you know, what she would have normally thought was a crisis. So. Well,
0: you know, maybe some good advice we could give the listeners then is to consider checking out the book, because I bet a lot of people could use a couple extra smiles right now.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a chapter in there about a murderer. OK, a murderer that I met. You love that chapter. It's absolutely amazing. A guy with a gun. OK, so and that was actually a ride that I got and the guy had a gun. You're going to be you're gonna, or blow you away how it ended up. It was just, you know, it was fantastic. It was hilarious. We had a great time. So, but I don't want to give, give stuff away.
0: Don't tell all the secrets Eddie, then they're not going to buy the book.
1: Yeah. Check it out. You know, know.
0: I'm I'm so glad I got to meet you and I've just, this has been such a nice conversation. Um, We'll make sure to have your website and all your, all your information and the book information in the show notes. Is there anything like that you'd like to kind of share with the listeners as some parting words? You've shared so much wisdom already, but if we can get one more piece, that would be great.
1: Well, you know, one thing I'd like to say is thank you. And it's been amazing meeting you and talking with you. I love being on the show. Um, Definitely, definitely honored. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the people that are listening, make sure that you take some time out for you and to figure out who you are and how good that you are because you are good. You are loved. No, no matter what you think, no matter what you say, there are people that love you, okay, that absolutely adore who you are and they look at the things that you do and they wanna model themselves after you, certain things. So be that model for the people around you that love you and also be that model for yourself and give yourself the kudos that you deserve. Don't give away your power, keep your power and use it for the better good of the the people, the earth, the universe, and yourself, you know?
0: I love it. out of
1: the equation. I'm sorry?
0: No, I said thank you very much, Eddie, I appreciate it. You're welcome. And no, not everyone can see this because some of this is audio and some of it is video, but I think it would be fitting for us to part ways by smiling and waving. What do you think? There
1: you go, that is fitting.
0: All right. See you later, later, Eddie. Bye. See
1: you later. Bye, everybody. You're loved and I love you. Stay safe, please.
0: For sure. Bye-bye.